Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is everybody's favorite, Jody Hamilton. Yay! But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Jody Hamilton. Welcome back to the show, Jody. Hi, Kimberly. (laughs) You got me on a day where I'm all Debbie Downer and I'm feeling really low. (laughs) It's Elon Musk. I mean, it's other things, but it's like Jesus with the fucking Elon Musk. And I swear to God, I don't want to start the show talking about Elon Musk. So first, I need to know how you're doing. (laughs) I just shot a sketch about Elon Musk, so... um... It's already outdated. I yeah. mean, literally, we edited it yesterday and it's already outdated and it doesn't go up until May 1st. So, you know, I'm not even, I don't even know. Oh anymore. my God. <laughs> so, you know, I saw you did I that freaking sketch you did. I don't know if sketch or skit is the right word with Amanda Wiss. Was mm-hmm. so the, oh, the Barbie one. The Barbie was really funny. And that is on your patrons only, right? That's for your yes. patrons only yeah, on Patreon. Yeah, it's a Patreon page. Thing, what yeah. is the name of your Patreon page? From, uh, from the bunker, I think. From the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, just FYI, everybody, I have Jody's information, her Patreon, and everything on the description for this Patreon on the Patreon, my Patreon. Right. So right. you could find her and you could go join her and watch her. Oh my God, you guys were so cute together. It was just really funny. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know and letting everyone well, we just else shot, know. We just shot another angel sketch, and she was my angel financial advisor regarding Elon Musk and Twitter so you guys are so cute together oh my god I love her and I do too did I talk to you I think yeah I talked to you since I started talking I like I had her on right and then I had you on and then now this is your second time I think since I've had her on yes it is and you know it's funny I was going through her Instagram the other day just looking through all the pictures and everything and I happened upon this this headshot that was so similar to mine and it was I know you guys look like sisters I know it was like Leslie Bohm I never remembered her name but it was Leslie Bohm she was a photographer she is the best photographer I ever fucking had it, the funny thing though was that I brought my own hair and makeup person but our hair and makeup was so similar but um I mean I just had shorter hair but right. but I remember Leslie was a little irritated because my hair and makeup person took forever. But you know what? I didn't. I think it was a combination of my hair and makeup person and Leslie's amazing ability to use natural light inside. Thank God, because I hated outside shoots. I've got blue eyes. My eyes are really sensitive in the sun, and they just tear up, and I can't keep them open. And it sucks on fucking head, sh- on, you know, photo shoots. But it was oh, like yeah. um, I'm looking through, and it was like. She's. It's like I th- initially, I'm like, is that me? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And it was. It's so funny. Same photographer, basically the same shirt. Our hair is parted the same way. The same kind of makeup. I mean, obviously we don't look the same, but we were so close. It was really funny. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. I was looking at that. I'm like, yeah, you guys are totally sisters. It was so weird. It was so cute. But yeah, I mean, she was a great photographer, and I didn't ever have to do any Photoshop. Which the only, like, I would do a few Photoshops, not Photoshop. Yeah, I guess Photoshop. Um, if I had a zit, I mean, like, uh, you know, there was one where I was young, I was like 26 and I, I don't know what it was, but I had really dry skin that day. And I guess when I smiled, I had lots of those tiny little eye wrinkles. And I yeah. remember, you know, they, they got rid of them on one of my photo, uh, you know, one of the pictures that I used, but I didn't like, I didn't like it when they did that because it, it just looked fake. So it's like Leslie knew lighting and she understood that when you were lit a certain way, those little fine lines wouldn't show up. So it was just like, it was great. I didn't have to pay for retouching on any of them, but she was, she was a great photographer. If I were still an actor, I would still be going to her, except they're all color now. I don't, I don't. Yeah, they are all in color now. My friend Ray, who took the pictures that, um, 
I've given to you and, and Chris mm-hmm. LaVoy uses for Stephanie's mm-hmm. show. Um, he moved. He's in Texas mm. now. Um, <laughs> and he also does makeup. So it's like he does your makeup for you. You do your own hair, but mm-hmm. he does your makeup and indoor, outdoor. And he's so easy to get along with. And I've known him for fucking ever since 97 so um you know and it's a bummer he and his uh boyfriend uh moved to texas wow why did they move to texas Texas originally do you know why um raised from there originally oh i see okay and so they moved back there um to be closer to his family i believe wow i can't imagine what it would be like to be gay and living in texas right i mean i guess if you lived in like a blue area it would be like anywhere else but that would just be hard well, I mean, he teaches dance there, so... Oh, that's you know. good, yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm just... Um, what are you doing these days to, to stay positive? I need, I, need, I need hints and stuff. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. Um, I, uh, I pet my kitty cat. Yeah. Um, uh, and I um, uh, flip off people that yell at me from their trucks, <laughs> saying, take off your damn mask. There's this one person, he's done it to me twice now, and the reason I know it's the same person is because they have some sort of speaker system hooked up in their truck. Wow. Oh, my and God. <laughs> the first time was, God, months ago, like two or three months ago, um, I was walking from the grocery store back to my house, and there's a lot of people in my neighborhood that are still masked up outside, mm-hmm. even yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the corner about to cross, and I hear somebody yelling, with a speed like you know hey kids i'll be back to pick you up like a mr microphone kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. and saying take off your damn mask and i'm looking oh, around and everybody man. else is looking around like who said that right and i'm like who is it directed mm-hmm. at too because there was like five or six of us so the other day i was walking up by my uh, about a half mile from my house and i hear it again and it was the same damn truck i didn't know where it was coming from but it was definitely the same voice oh, and, wow. and it was a moving vehicle and had I known where it was, I would have just flipped him off, mm-hmm. but I just ignored it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, whatever, dude. Like the lady in Disney World who took down the pedo oh, world right. sign. Oh, right, yes. Oh, my God. And somebody said, he's she's got a dick, and she goes, yeah, it's bigger than yours. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> at a girl. Um, you know, and there's this, there's this girl who um, follows me on um, Twitter that, that I have in turn followed. She's only 17 years old, and she lives in Ohio. And yesterday she was doing, she was at a golf tournament taking down people's scores, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. And she was wearing a mask and she was, you know, DMing me through Twitter going, yeah, people are giving me weird looks. And I said, don't, don't let them shame you into taking off your mask if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, she said, I'm not, but she got sunburned, poor thing. Um, wow. But I, I said, <laughs> you know, next time wear sleeves right. um, and a hat. Uh, <laughs> Along with the mask, it's important. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I just said, you know, she's only 17, mm-hmm. and, and I can imagine adults, right. you know. Oh, yeah, giving it's intimidating. Shit, you know, yeah. and, but luckily for her, she's got enough uh, courage or self-esteem, whatever mm-hmm. it is you need, um, mm-hmm. to just, she kept it on the whole day. She said, I was pretty much the only one wearing one outside, and I said, wow. good for you. yeah. So, okay, you know, I read something somewhere that with <laughs> you know how you fucking read things all day long I don't have all the sources memorized and I honestly don't even remember if this was somebody quoting from a from an article it wasn't an article I believe I saw it in a tweet but the idea was that I guess one in seven or one in eight uh, cases of, of COVID now are being reported so whatever you're seeing you know whatever like say the New York Times is showing us It's probably just a fraction. And I wouldn't be surprised because I think a lot of people with this new variant, and then there's a new variant on top of the new variant, which is even more contagious, but these variants are sore throat or, you know, like I had a sore throat for a couple of weeks and it was basically because I have a nasal polyp. It wasn't, but I didn't know. And I read an article that experts specifically said people should not confuse allergies with this virus because it they could be confused. So mm-hmm. obviously each person is going to be affected differently. And my friend Stephanie, her whole family got, they got, I'm sure they got Omicron and it didn't last for very long and it was pretty mild. So I would imagine people who are not like, there are people out there who I don't know how this is even possible, but they don't think they have COVID. They just think, Oh, it's a cold. Oh, I just got, it's like, 
how could you think that? <laughs> my first thing if I get if I don't feel good is COVID. That's the first thing I go to. I don't know how I would never just go to a cold first. But regardless, um, I think there are people out there who would go, oh, I just have a cold. This is just mm-hmm. a cold. And they won't do anything about it. And then they'll go spread it everywhere, not knowing they have COVID. And of course, they're not going to report it. Or there's going to be, you know, like my friend, she and her family, all of the at-home tests came up positive. So they never took a test, like at a CVS or anything like that. Now, in her case, I I know they had to report it because she's got kids. So they had to report it to the school. Outside of that, I don't know if they reported it anywhere. I mean, where would you report it? I guess you could go to CDC or something. I I wouldn't even know. I think your local health department, you could probably email them. I know that some at-home tests, if they hooked your phone, Mm. and it comes back positive, they report it automatically. Yeah. Um, it depends on the at-home test. In fact, Lonnie's brother and nephew were in town for a whole week last week, and they came in from Florida. And um, so, I mean, I hardly, I mean, I saw them, but I didn't spend a lot of time with them. And, of course, I'm sleeping with Lonnie at mm-hmm. night. Um, but he was with them, you know, sun up to sundown every day for six nights, six days and nights. And... Um, uh, he was feeling kind of tired for mm-hmm. like as soon as they left, but it was also, he was, he never got a nap and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so that first day I was like, wait, he took a nap during a time he normally does. And then he actually fell asleep. Like usually when he naps, he naps for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And he's up. And so I went, I think you need to take a test <laughs> like now. Cause uh-huh. we, we saw my mom last night mm-hmm. and um, I said, cause neither one of us is going up to see my mother. If either one of us <laughs> right. is positive. Yes. And um, so I took the test first on, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. And um, uh, no, it was, yeah, it was Thursday because Amanda came over on Wednesday to shoot the now outdated Elon Musk sketch. Um, uh, So yeah, I took it on Thursday and my test was negative. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the tests that the FDA is like, yeah, this one can test for Omicron. Mm Um, and it had been a few, a couple of days since they left, but certainly many days since I had had any close contact with his brother or nephew. Yeah. And then Lonnie came home and took his and it was negative again. And then he went and took a PCR test on Friday and I took another at home test on Friday. And then I took another one yesterday. So (laughs) we're all fine, you know, but it's like, uh, I I think three negative tests plus one negative PCR test were good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's um, where I was. I, it's like at some point, it's like, oh, my God, how many times am I going to go get tested? And then, I mean, I did. Un- I don't want to get too graphic because it's gross. So I won't get too graphic other than to say because I still have my tonsils and because I have a nasal polyp, I think that's the problem. And the mm-hmm. the problem is that it's the nasal polyp is creating more post-nasal drip, and that's affecting my tonsils. So, right. you know, I mean, and then it was causing – I mean, it wasn't the kind of sore throat – that was like tonsillitis or or even a sore throat when I've had when I was sick per se because it was weird sometimes it would just kind of disappear I would swallow and I would have no sore throat for three or four swallows but then it would come back or it would be gone for about an hour and then it would come back so it was and then every night also if I would talk it would actually start to dissipate and then when I was quiet for a while it would so and same thing like when I wake up in the morning, my throat would always hurt. It was always like when I'd wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning. So it was like, I, it was different. But I remember my brother telling me who got COVID, he kept telling me it just feels different. And he got COVID before there was a vaccine. So he had the original COVID and I just remembered him telling me, you know, this is different than anything I've ever experienced. I mean, certain similar things. He had a cough, he was tired, all that, that he's experienced those things before, but it was just kind of like this weirdness he felt. And so I thought, well, I was feeling nauseous and my throat hurt. And so I never had a temperature or anything like that. And those were the only things that were going on, but, but it was weird. I had never experienced that. So because I heard it's different. It right. was leading me to believe that I had it, even though I didn't have any of the other symptoms. So I just think well, there's I mean, going to be a lot of people. I, had, I, think, I think I told you this. I had a sore throat in September through mid-October of 2020. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because I had gotten a flu shot. So I figured, okay, it's a reaction to the flu shot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just, this sore throat didn't go away. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. And so I went and got a, a test 
before I even saw my doctor, I said, she's just going to send me for a COVID test. So I might as well get one before I even talk to her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because what's the point? I'm going to have to do it anyway. Right. Yeah. And so I went and got the COVID test. I got the results back negative. And this was, you know, Delta, this mm -hmm. wasn't even Delta variant. This was, you know, mm -hmm. you know, classic COVID. And, um, so then I went to the doctor and she checked if I had strep, which I didn't. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you have any post-nasal drip? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay, <laughs> just start cleaning your nose out and see what happens. And literally I started doing that and sore throat went away. That's what's happening with me because I'm using the saline stuff and yeah. it's gone away. And so, you know, now I'm just going to have to deal with a nasal polyp. But yeah, so I mean, I just think, and as far as you're concerned, you're still basically doing everything the same, right? You're not like, you oh, haven't yeah. changed yet. I mean, I the only thing I did differently was my mother... When we went out to dinner with my mother, I did not wear a mask. I had been vaccinated, and she had the, the fourth shot. She had the fourth shot. I had the fourth shot. The numbers were very low, very low where she lives. I mean, to the point where even if they were only one in seven, it was still very low. And right. um, Bob had not received the shot yet. He did wear his mask, not the whole time. I mean, he couldn't wear it while he was eating, but he did have it on. And we were both a little worried, but... Fortunately, nobody got anything. And I think it was it was kind of like in that place where the numbers were all going down. It was before the variant really started spiking. And, you know, it was kind of like that lull last summer where bef uh -huh. before Delta came in, we had that three or four days. <laughs> it's like because right. I remember I went to the mall and I was wearing my mask and I know I had been vaccinated and I was I think when I went to the mall, it was like literally maybe two and a half three weeks after I had been after I got my second shot so I was fully immunized and everything was as high as it was going to get and there's a and the mall was not crowded and I was walking around thinking I wish I could take my mask off but I'm not going to even even if it's a really low risk I'm just going to wear my mask because you know be on the safe side and everything I would imagine at that point I could have walked around the mall without wearing a mask and I would have been fine because the numbers were so fucking low. But then immediately, Delta, you know, it came. And it, I think when I went, it was June. Yeah, it was like uh -huh. early June. So we had this really short period of time. But now it's just like, and so I, you know, outside of that, I'm masking up where I go. I, and I'm not going to be going to restaurants. It's like I want to well, yeah. take, take my mom to dinner. But hopefully for Mother's Day, we'll just have to see how the weather is. Because if the weather's good, we'll eat outside. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, um, twice now I've had to eat inside, mm -hmm. and it freaked me out the mm -hmm. first time because I had made plans to eat outside, but it was waning. Mm. <laughs> and the, the restaurant literally had a tent, and mm -hmm. I'm like, can't we still eat out there? <laughs> um, they're like, we're not serving out there. And, and my friends were visiting from out of town, and, and they're super careful because my friend's wife has long COVID, so mm. they are, like, ultimately the most careful humans mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, and so... And they sat us pretty much far away from everybody, so I felt a little bit better. And all the servers were masked up. But last night when we went out to, to take my mom out, because her birthday's tomorrow, so we went up oh. to, to take her out to dinner. And she and her husband are both fourth shots. Lonnie's getting mm -hmm. his, because he wanted to wait until he tested negative a bunch of times right, before yeah. getting his fourth shot, for obvious reasons. And um, so, uh, you know, the three of us had our four, but they, we ate indoors, mm -hmm. but granted we were the only people indoors and everybody else was eating outside, but oh, it was okay. weird. Like nobody was wearing masks and I'm like, this is just weird. It's weird. It is. It's just so weird. And you know, I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I'd say it's a good half and half, you know, and, and that's with people working there. Although most of the time the checkers are wearing masks just because yeah. that's obvious, but gross. I mean, I will say I've seen some of them who aren't wearing masks. I do know there's one woman who just got COVID a couple of months ago and she, and she's experiencing heart palpitations mm. so that she's upset about that, but she's not wearing a mask right now just because she just had it. So I guess she feels like she's not going to get it, but I'd still be yeah, wearing I mean, a mask here, here. I've only seen one or two checkers not wearing masks and they're young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. like people in their 30s and 40s and older that are checkers, mm -hmm. they're all masked up because yeah. they're not stupid people. Yeah, this is not um, stupid. Oh my it's God, the young kids that are like, okay, yeah. I can take my mask off. But there's still plexiglass between them mm -hmm. and the customers, which I think they should never take down. Mm -hmm. 
I just think that's smart. Yeah, it's just smart um, to have all year. It's just smart, you know. Duh, it's a sneeze guard, please. Um, yes. And I, I don't, I don't go anywhere. I mean, walking into the restaurant last night, I was a little bit nervous, but again, mm. it was just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and it and the doors were open from both sides right. of the restaurant. There was a cross breeze, so yeah. you know it wasn't like an enclosed restaurant where you know it was very open, even though it was inside. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, if my mom's comfortable, I mean, she's going to be eighty-nine tomorrow. Um, wow. Oh my god. Eighty-nine. So, uh, That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, and so what are you going to do? Uh, well, we just took her out last night. She's um, going back out on the road, I think. Who's, does she leave tomorrow? No, tomorrow's her birthday. She leaves, I think, next week. She's going to Her last gig is in Ohio. Mm-hmm. She's going to D.C. Oh, she is? Wow. But that's for the Sondheim thing. So she's not going to be staying with me and Bob? No, she won't be <laughs> staying with you and Bob, as far as I know. Um... I, I don't know if she knows about Germantown. Um but uh, no, she's she's going out for the Sondheim tribute. Oh, okay. Um, um, so I mean, are you going to see her tomorrow? No. Oh, because okay. I'm down here. I, you know, I'm down. I'm doing Stephanie's show in the morning, then my show um, in the afternoon. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. That's why we went up yesterday. To yes, see her. right, right, right. Now I'm now I'm putting things together. <laughs> now my scattered yeah. sour brain. So we're, you know, I mean, it was nice. To, we hadn't seen her in a few months. Yeah. So I'm. It was like real. It was literally. Have you had your fourth shot? Because we're not coming up unless you. You know, it's it's real that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's how it is. I mean, it's been um, a fucking ride. You know, I just can't believe. What is it? Two and a half years into this, and we're uh, we're still talking about it, and it's still there. And there's just so much crap going on. You know, my um, my sh- my soul is crushed today. <laughs> it's just I'm having a hard time. Um, I guess I should say this. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be back after this message. Hey there, it's Kimberly. If you'd like to support the Start Me Up podcast, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see all the different tiers. You can make your choice, and you will have my undying gratitude. Thank you so much. And we're back. And so the thing is, is that it's just I'm, I needed to get that fucking message thing out of the way. I just, I don't know. This whole thing with Elon Musk. Okay, first of all, I want to ask you, last fucking week, we found out that they you know, he wanted to buy it for $43 billion, and everybody said no, and then they were going to do this poison pill, right? No, Elon Musk and somebody like Elon Musk can never buy Twitter. And then now I think he just fucking bought it. What? 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 And and it, the, I don't even think that, I don't know what the amount is. First, I heard that, okay, it was $43 billion last week or whenever it was, the week before. Right. And then I heard $49 billion uh, this morning, but then I heard $45 billion, and then I heard 43 So it's like, why were they going to put a poison pill in to keep somebody from buying it? But then they go, oh, next week, okay, never mind, let's just do it. What the fuck? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't – people on the Twitter machine, as I'm reading right now um, – uh, they, everybody's like, he's not going to make money on this because he's paying a premium price for the platform. Yes. And if he, it's going to take a minute and a half for him or more mm-hmm. to change it. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's going to have to deal with people that are going to be like, no, we have these rules in place. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's going to have to, ch- if he wants to change it, like we think he does, mm-hmm. he's going to have to send all these millions of people a new user agreement. Think about it yeah. because I agreed to what Twitter told me before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because I'm still on the platform doesn't mean I agree necessarily to the new stuff because we've got a new guy in town. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so there's that. And the other thing is because it's like a fifth of his net worth and it doesn't, mm-hmm. I mean, Twitter makes money, but I mean, is he really going to make this money back? No. no. How could he? No. I, I, I can't imagine that he would make this money back at all. I, you so know, I, I mean, don't I don't understand the point of it. I don't understand the point. But what I don't understand is what changed with these people who were all fucking ready to set up this big fucking wall that an oligarch put, couldn't penetrate. And now, like a few days later, and I mean, it's like even if it was 43 billion and then he comes back with 49 billion. So literally six billion was all you needed to fold. If yeah. it, like 43 wasn't enough, it had to be 49 what? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. What happened in a week that people 
were all against him owning it and now like sure okay let's do it it makes no sense to me well i guess the board depending on how many shares they each own Mm -hmm. uh would equate more than would equate less than whatever he offered Oh, I see. Because ah. he could have done a hostile takeover. I see what bought, you mean. You know, I got it. Yeah. Joe Blow on the streets shares up and and done mm-hmm. it very in a hostile manner. That's mm-hmm. I think what the poison pill was about is trying oh. to buy the little guy's stuff outright. Right. For, instead of nine percent, then all of a sudden he's got ten percent. Then all of a sudden he's got twenty five percent. And then he's got thirty five. And you know, on and on. Instead, yeah. you know, collectively maybe the board owned forty one billion dollars worth of stock, and he gotcha. said, "I'll give you forty five. Gotcha. I see. I got Split oh it amongst God. yourselves. You know, that's my theory. I don't know yeah. because I've never, I don't buy stock. Mm-hmm. So it's just not in my purview of brain. Well, um, I just, you know, and I do, I do think that as you said, it'll take a minute. So let's just say he owns Twitter. I don't know if he, I don't know if the deal has been sealed. It looks like it has, but I don't know for sure. Um, I think they're going to have to go through some stuff. It's a publicly held company. So right. I think there are some things that have to happen before it's a done, done deal. Right. Um, but let's just say he gets it. And then I would imagine Twitter's going to be, it's going to take a while. And I don't know what a while is, six months, a year, two years, I don't know, uh, for us to start seeing any kind of degrading of the site. Uh, like, for instance, it was very evident in the Facebook years <laughs> when mm-hmm. I started blogging. I started around 2012 and it literally was that it was it, it didn't matter i don't i know that there were algorithms and i'm sure certain things were i don't know suppressed or held back for various reasons but if that were if it was happening it wasn't happening a lot and so for instance like uh, on liberals unite that's the blog that i wrote for and it was a a, a decent sized blog but it was small you know it was a small independent blog with independent owner and all of it so I would say that 2012 and 2013, if you wrote a viral article, it would usually what would happen was you would get, I'm trying to remember the numbers, like the first day maybe it would go up to 100,000 views. And then the second day it would go way higher. And then each day after that it would just keep going down. But you would peak usually on the second day, unless you wrote right. it in the morning. But if you wrote it in the afternoon and it went out in the afternoon, yeah, you'd see the peak the following day. And our average on that blog, with all the writers and all the blogs that went out on a daily basis, we were averaging 300,000 views wow. per day. And again, that, that was a good deal, but I mean, it's a, still a small. It was small. Like, it wasn't Huffington Post. So it was, you know, much smaller than the Huffington Post. But still, that was like, say, the average. And then 2014, 2015, those numbers started to drastically drop until finally it was in 2018 when I lost my Facebook page. It was inevitable that was going to happen anyway because the blog views for the entire blog with all the writers was like 10,000. Wow. So That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. And, and, And so... And but they they were definitely I think part of it was and and you see this happening with Patreon when you put anything from Patreon on Facebook it dies and I think the reason why is because they've suppressed it because I can make money off of it but Facebook can't right. and and I just think they're greedy fuckers and they just they suppress that particular I'll bet they have a number of sites that you know like for instance if you put something on YouTube if you put I'm sorry if you put YouTube on Twitter. It's like, oh, my God, no one ever fucking clicks on it. I don't know what the deal is. But (laughs) YouTube just does not sell on Twitter. It just doesn't. And same with, like, Patreon. It just doesn't sell on Facebook. So I think that, you know, I I would say the the difference of the experience on Facebook was drastic. It took end of 2013 to end of 2014. So within a two-year period, it was noticeably different and and then on top of it, we got 2015, 2016, and all, and then Mark Zuckerberg accepting rubles and posting all that in you know disinformation. And everybody always talks about Twitter being some fucking hellscape. It isn't. I know there are trolls there, but it's yeah. so much better than fucking Facebook at this point in the game. It's better. And I don't know. I think we're gonna go into 
where if Elon Musk owns it, I think it's very likely he'll put Trump back on. And well, yeah, I mean, he could put Trump back on as soon as the deal is the the you know ink is dry on the contract. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, I'm gone. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he could do it in a New York minute. I mean, there's no, there's nothing yeah. stopping him at that point because right. it's his baby, and if he wants to do that, that's up to him. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and. And that's the thing with Facebook. It wasn't like there was a regime change. It was right. the same people running it. They just decided to change it. Mm -hmm. And it took time because it takes time for a billion yes. people on your site or whatever they've got, hundreds yeah. of millions, um, for the code to work on everybody's pages. It takes time. And so with Twitter, it would take time. Mm -hmm. But adding somebody like a Donald Trump wouldn't mm -hmm. take time. No. No. And the, the thing is, is I, you know, if I leave, then I hurt my business. Where do I same post? Here. Where do I post my fucking show? How do I make money? So I feel stuck. I won't leave, and I don't want to. I don't want to stay, but I don't have the option right now unless I just quit doing what I'm doing and going gone. You know, just go get another job, which I really don't yeah. want to do. <laughs> and, no, I understand. And so I don't know. I just don't. You know, I, I don't know where this leaves us, and it's it's kind of scary because I I don't. You know, the idea. I that say oligarchs... we all go back to MySpace. <laughs> What was that guy's Friendster. name? Friendster. What was Let's my go back state? to Friendster. <laughs> I never was on Friendster, were you? Neither was I. I was never on it. A friend of mine told me about it years ago, and I'm like, why? I have friends. <laughs> I remember I was on MySpace for a very brief period of time, but I really, you know, I just didn't get hooked into anything until I got on Facebook. And then and even then, I think it was back in 2000, probably eight, when I got on Facebook, and it was just friends and family. Then I did my book, and that's when I started utilizing social media for business. And I just never looked back, and that's always what it's been for me. So for me, for the most part, social media is not just about being social and, and talking to my friends. It's, it's where I promote myself. And right. I've always said, you know, I mean, as I was an actor and, you know, you, or even as, a, as, a, as an author, you mm -hmm. go up and you say, will you please help me? Please help me perform. Please help me show my creativity to the world. The internet gives you the platform to, to do that yourself, and you have to sink or swim. And right. so while I never became a best-selling author or anything like that, and I'm cool with that, I sold a lot of books, not, not enough where I could say, hey, I'm just like making all this money off my books, but a, a lot of people bought my book or books, and I'm grateful and I'm, you know, and it was like, instead of, because I did pitch with the Virgin Diaries, my mom and I wrote that together and we pitched it and no agent could ever fucking see our vision. I had a specific vision because I just, I felt very strongly. It's like when I was a kid, you know, I read Forever by Judy Bloom. And Who didn't? I know. Everybody fucking read that. We devoured that book. Yeah. And I had questions. You know, it's like, I've, I've right. talked about it on the show before. I just, she, Michael kept asking Kath, did you come? Uh -huh. And I was like, what does that mean? I kind right. of knew what that meant. I knew there was some kind of crescendo. <laughs> but I but I was fucking, what, I was 10. I didn't understand it. And it was, I knew that I did not feel comfortable asking, what does it mean, uh, did you come <laughs> to my right. mother? You know, it's right. like, I couldn't ask her that. So I wanted to create this book. So virgins, and I hate the term virgins, but, you know, male and female people who had not had sex, that they right. could find out what's it like. And, you know, agents wanted graphs and charts. And it's like, when you're a fucking preteen, you don't give a shit about a graph. You just no. want to know what does it feel like, not just emotionally and, and you know, or not just physically, but also emotionally. And I think that's really, for me, when I had not had sex yet, I was just not emotionally ready. When I decided that I was emotionally ready, then I went and I did it. And I was. And I was fortunate that I wasn't wrong. You know, I had no regrets. I never looked back and thought I shouldn't have right. done it. And it was pretty raunchy. My experience was I lost my virginity in a hotel room where I had so a, I. a little bit of privacy, but we shared it with six people total. Oh, and no, we were. There were two. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was raunchy. And there were there was punk rockers and it was gross and out, lots of alcohol and destruction of the room and all of it. It was like it was How so <laughs> it was very punk rock. But um. But I was all excited about it because it was a. I was I got it out of the fucking way. I right. was mentally ready to do it, so I just wanted to get it out of the way. And then it was kind of this rebellious thing, 
and it was kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's what I felt about it. But I wanted other, like when I was a kid and I was contemplating or messing around and not mm-hmm. yet having sex, I wanted to, and my girlfriend, like I asked my girlfriend, what's it like? And she's like, it's fucking awesome. And it's like, okay, it isn't the first time. It's not awesome the first time. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and so she wasn't giving me accurate information. And well, it's like that. It's like that scene in Fast Times in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and when she goes, "Well, is it better when you come together?" Oh, better right. when you come together. Well, how long does it take? A half an hour. Oh my God, do not take that long. <laughs> you will die. Exactly. <laughs> you will die. <laughs> oh my Fast Times. I love Fast Times. I mean, um, but it's my fun. It's as a as a kid, I was like, really. Okay, you know, but as yeah. an adult, I'm like, a half an hour orgasm? No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, could you even fucking walk after that? No! I, it would be like, no, stop. Please. Don't. Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, and it was also funny when they were doing, yeah, they were do. it was the two of the girls, and, and they were doing that magazine thing, right? It was that magazine mm-hmm, test. Mm-hmm. But it was like, how, when do people come at the same time? Never. Never. It doesn't have fucking happen. It was just no. like, I knew that then. But um, yeah, but it was like, I wanted to do that book. And it was like, I didn't want to. Every single time I put it in front of an agent, they just didn't get it. So it was like, all right, we're going to publish our- ourselves. And we've got this huge, uh, you know, platform available. I hadn't built it up yet, but I, and then I did. Mm-hmm. And I built it up on Facebook and then I lost my Facebook page and now I've built up my Twitter presence and now Elon Musk owns it. And I just feel like, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's, I, yeah, I know how you feel. You know, I mean, I haven't been that. The only time I started building a Twitter following was when I started on Stephanie's show. Hmm. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, right. Because before that, I was hovering for years at 239 people. <laughs> Bless them all. Um, and, uh, you know, now I've got Frank Fagluzzi following wow. me, you know, Blaine Kirshner. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just like, you know, when I found out that Rosie O'Donnell was following me, yeah. I'm like, really? Rosie O'Donnell? I know. She you know, and then too. Audra McDonald. I'm like, really? Wow. Audra? And she liked something I tweeted. Yeah. I mean, it's like these people know who I am. You know, that's just know. weird to me. It's so crazy. It's, you know, who fo- I think, I think like I have, you know, just like you, a bunch of people, you're like, oh my God, that one and that one. But I think the most surprising was boy george i remember really? I was, yes. you're so lucky I know. so awesome well and but he was already fucking following bob and we were on the way to my dad's house for dinner and i look at my phone and it said boy george followed you and i'm like holy shit is that real and it was and i was like i couldn't fucking believe it and it's not even like boy george is my favorite singer or anything it's just like he's so iconic and i just yeah. i could not fucking believe it's like boy george follows me oh my god <laughs> and I mean, he's never interacted with me or anything, but it is definitely a thrill to yeah. to be followed I mean, by it these was people. That picture that Amanda took of me and her when we were uh, dressed up for the Barbie video, mm-hmm. and I tweeted that out, and I was looking at who liked it, and Audra McDonald liked it. I'm like, <laughs> she liked us. I know. Anytime Mark Hamill likes oh, anything, God, yeah. and it's rare, but usually he likes something I do. And I had to ask him to follow me, and he did. <laughs> I don't <laughs> usually boy. I don't usually ask, but I asked Mark. Um, but uh, was I just going to say? Oh, usually he likes things that are are positive. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, but what? But oh, the other person, the other one, because like Boy George was big, but I have to say, you know what? There is somebody who dwarfs Boy George, and that is my very first love. Sean Cassidy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so jealous of you. Yes, and I would be jealous of me. I can't, and not only that, like he has engaged with me a couple of times, and mm. I just cannot, I can't get over it. I can't fucking get over it. And it was so funny because one night he engaged with me, and I don't remember what he said, but it was funny. And so I just all excited, and I run over to YouTube and I enter Sean Cassidy, and there was this video of him at, I think it, it was an award show, maybe the Grammys, mm. I don't know. But or maybe the Golden Globes, but he was wearing this just he was in the height of his fame and he had like those male slim hips and he was wearing a white outfit and he he turned around in the middle of the song during the instrumental so that his back was to the audience 
and he's clapping his hands over his head and he's shaking his tiny little ass. It just looks like my fist. <laughs> and I, it was so blatant and so sexual. And it was just, I was fucking dying. I was laughing so hard because it, it was so sexual. It's like, and it reminded me of Boy George, but it, I'm not Boy George, uh, George Michael mm-hmm. with his butt thing. When you shake your ass, you know, they notice fast. Remember that from that song? Mm-hmm. But, um, was I just going to say that what's his, the fuck? What's that guy's name from Saturday Night Live did him? Look at my, uh, look at my butt, bow to my butt. Do you remember that? Oh no, God, I what's don't. his name? To... Uh, oh, Dana Carvey did him. There you and, go. and Dana Carvey, I would just say, Google Dana Carvey, George Michael butt. It's so funny. He'll bow to my butt and he put his butt. It was so funny. But anyway, it just was like he was the butt before George Michael. And he was oh, yeah. just totally swinging it. And he was so cute. I was so in love with him. But I was also extremely in love. As you can see, I'm veering off politics again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I get all animated when I talk about other things uh, was Parker Stevenson. So of the two, oh, yeah. who did you prefer? I was a Parker Stevenson person. Mm-hmm. I loved Sean for sure. But as I got older, it was all about Parker because he was definitely the actually my first boyfriend reminded me he had a similar like eyes and nose he's kind of similar to him and yeah I always I always had a crush on Parker those guys were so cute that was back in the days when we weren't worried about nuclear war and (laughs) COVID and climate and all of that (laughs) I'm just glad that Parker Stevenson divorced Kirstie Alley so am I oh my god although remember when she thanked him for the big one yeah, the big one. I was like, really? Okay. Add a girl. Add a girl. Okay, so back to back to the unfun stuff. Uh, okay, first of all, there's that story of the judge fining Trump $10,000 a day. Yeah. Okay, so my Debbie Downer take on this was like, what's going to happen? I tweeted that. I was, I know fucking Allison Gill, she came on and she's like, I know she's trying to pull, I don't know. She's like, but that's what they, what, what do you expect a judge to do? And it's like, it's not that I expect the judge to do anything. I know the judge is doing what the judge is going to do. It's that these fucking people, they get subpoenaed and nothing happens to them. And so it's like, is he going to be, is he going to have to pay the fine? I think it comes out to X like a couple million dollars per year. Is he going to have to pay it? What are they going to do to him if he doesn't pay to it? Pay, pay they'll it. lean they'll lean on something um uh but for him ten thousand dollars a day isn't really going to matter much no, it's, it's going to take it it would take years for that to matter to him because he's just going to mm-hmm. dip into the pack money exactly um yes. he'll he'll get the money donated for it you know right, he, exactly. it's not going to cost him a dime yeah oh my god well what do you think what do you think as far as trump co right trump company ivanka mm-hmm. jared Manafort, all of them, Meadows, one six, or even Georgia, you know, what's going on in Georgia. What's your take on all this now? I mean, I'm I'm starting to have today I'm in a really negative space, so I don't want to comment on it. I'll let you comment. What do you think the direction where are we going? Do you see us like for instance, I'll just say this. What's his name? Uh oh fuck. Jay Arnold on mm-hmm. Twitter. He's been on my show. He said the light's starting to come on, and he thinks with the 1-6 committee especially, and then I spoke uh, uh, to Allison last week about this specifically, that it's better that we're going to have public hearings closer to the midterms because there's mm-hmm. going to be all the shit coming out. So, you know, in, in relation to midterms, 1-6 committee punishments, what's your take? What's your gut feeling on where we are right now and where this is going to go? Well, I mean, I because Allison was on Stephanie's show this morning, mm-hmm. and um, they were talking about Jamie Raskin basically going, the hearings are going to blow your socks off. Yeah, and Allison said something, and I'm going to talk about this on Stephanie's show too, so you guys are getting the preview. Um, <laughs> uh, Allison said something that I and I normally do not disagree. I don't disagree with her normally, but I did mm-hmm. disagree with this statement. She said, well, we all thought everybody was saying that the Mueller report was going to blow our socks off, but Mueller never said that. Mm-hmm. Jamie yes, Raskin's right. on the committee. That's true. So there's a difference between us thinking Mueller's right, going to blow the socks right. off of it and him coming out and going, oh my God, you have yeah. no idea what I've just heard. Right? right, right, right. And not that Jamie Raskin's being that dramatic about it, mm-hmm. but he is being a little dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that... 
uh, be, having gone through two impeachments now, these guys are pretty aware of what's <laughs> going to blow people's socks off hmm, good point. and what isn't um, because they've been through it. Mm-hmm. And the fact is they, you know, they're down to the last, what, 50 people that they want to talk to mm-hmm. out of uh, 900 to 1,000 <laughs> yeah. people, let alone the tens of thousands of paperwork. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the amount of shit that they've gone through, and it, if you think about it, a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, really. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is a very short period of mm-hmm. time. Um, and I do believe I th- they were going to start the hearings next month. They might be waiting a little bit on Ukraine mm-hmm. uh, for good reason. And also midterms, because they're going to take the August yes. recess off. Right. So if they're going to do the hearings in May and, you know, May through August or July through August or whatever, um, or June and July, whatever, they're going to come back in September and maybe have the final reporting and, and the closing arguments right? or the bombshell hearings. Wow. I, my view is start the hearings in mid-August and yeah. don't take the fucking break. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because the closer, I mean, we do, our attention span is... It's like a gnat. <laughs> yes, in this country. It's horrible. <laughs> and so I am fine with waiting. But so do you... Th- okay, and then the midterms. The, th- the problem with the midterms is we didn't pass the Voting Rights Act... Right. which is going to per- perhaps hurt us because even if Democrats come out in huge numbers on the House side, it still could work against us because of gerrymandering. Now, the Senate doesn't have to deal with gerrymandering, so please do not let that discourage you come out anyway because you have to vote for people in the Senate too. So I don't know how that works if we lose the House. So anyway... Outside of okay. the projections, uh, the, what are you thinking? Okay, so the gerrymandering that we were concerned about, first off, I believe Kansas, a judge in Kansas just threw out the gerrymandered maps there. Okay. Uh, the newly gerrymandered mm-hmm. maps uh, there. I can speak gerrymandered <laughs> maps, not naps. I'm very not sleepy, I swear to God. Um, I did go to bed late. I went to bed at like 8 o'clock last night, wow. so I am a little sleepy. Um, but uh, gerrymandered maps, there we go. Um, and the gerrymandering countrywide isn't as bad. In fact, some states okay. it's better for the Democrats than they expected. Okay. Let alone even better than it's it's better for the Democrats. Period. Let alone than expected. Okay. Because of the new um, maps. I mean, in California, we don't gerrymander. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a nonpartisan committee that does it. The Republicans and the Democrats have no control. It's this thing. And, and in fact, when those first, when that first happened in 2010, I actually lost my representative because my district got absorbed in another. Mm -hmm. So it was two Democrats that had to run against each other. And so I got Brad Sherman. I had Howard Wexler. Hmm. Um, So Mr. Representative Wexler is no longer working in, I don't know what he does anymore. I think he's a lawyer. Um, so I've had Brad Sherman for the past 10 years and he's fantastic um, or 12 years now um, I love Brad Sherman um, but he used to be Burbanky, you know yeah. and so it so the maps are fairer in California okay. but New York gerrymandered the fuck out of it yes, for it Democrats it good did. for them right I mean my view is I don't like gerrymandering right. I think it's fucked up and wrong but you know what yeah play, fight, until every state yeah. in the union is fair mm-hmm. fuck it mm-hmm <laughs> yes, I am right there with you. Well, then that that gives me some hope. That makes me feel a little bit better because the thing is, is obviously Musk running Twitter is not going to be beneficial. No. But, but at the same time, that's not the only news and it's not necessarily the way. It's just, I just feel so stomped on. You know what I mean? I just feel like we've been through so much and this is just like another fucking blow. And, mm-hmm. and how many fucking blows do we have to take? It's really hard for me to stay positive. I, I just want to throw something out there, and it's going to sound like I'm bragging, but I'm not, because it's. I think this is something that we all. I'm, I'm looking for it, so um, that we can all. I think what's the word like, resonate with, but there was this girl because like you know we we all have our roles in in social media. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are obviously just done for friends. And then, you know, whether you're a person who has a bigger platform or a smaller platform, if you're fighting for justice, if you're fighting for what you consider to be justice and you're on the good side, um, meaning democracy side, you know, people notice who you are. And, right. and, and, and you can make a real difference in someone's life. And so back in 2012, 
I was living in Santa Rosa and I had, I, you know, I was, I, my book Virgin Diaries came out in 2010 and then one thing led to another, which led me to get into politics. And so I have this tendency to, when I go to the grocery store all the fucking time, I feel like I'm, even though I only go basically two days a week now, but still, I've always made friends at the grocery store. I'm always there. And I always know everybody. I know everybody. And then I just start chatting. And so I met this girl and she was a, you know, she was a checker. And I know I gave her my book, but we talked a little bit. She was a little younger. And, she, you know, I was telling her because at this point I was blogging for, um, I think it was Addicting Info when I was talking about women's rights. So I was telling her and I would, I still do that. I still go to the fucking store and I'm like, are you registered to vote? <laughs> and then that will either start a con you know, like get us talking or you can tell they don't want to talk about it. And if they don't want to talk right. about it, then I leave it alone. But so this girl, you know, we had started up not a friendship, but like my grocery store friendships. Right. So right. I get this message the other day and she goes, hi, Kimberly. We used to know each other. I worked at Sa Safeway in Santa Rosa a long time ago. You left a lasting impression on me and I wanted to tell you how much I admire the work you do. You warned me about the war on women's rights over a decade ago, and it's happened. Thank you for fighting for us and, you know, Aww. a few other things. And so, again, it's, this is not about bragging, but this is just literally, I mean, I met her in person, and now mm -hmm. she found me on social media. She looked for me, and she requested my friend on, on Facebook. But it's like, you know, the, the, these, the stuff we're doing on social media is important, and it has affected our lives in, 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 in many cases po in positive ways. And I just, mm -hmm. I just feel like with this thing with him, with, with fucking Elon Musk taking this over, I feel like some of that's going to be lost. And there's already so much shit with social media. I mean, it's like Bob's always saying we're not, I know I'm all over the map today, but Bob was saying how, uh, you know, we can't handle social media. Uh, humans we're not very good with it <laughs> and so it's like and part of that proof is Elon Musk owning it and I just I feel so defeated and I don't want to feel defeated I really don't because usually I'm that person who is going out and trying to you know inspire people to get engaged and mm -hmm. and I'm not feeling that right now I'm feeling really low and and so I will say what you just said makes me feel a little bit hopeful but is are you saying that you're feeling pretty hopeful about the midterms? I am. I am. Uh, because of the French and Slovenia elections mm -hmm. <laughs> over the weekend, feeling a lot better. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Thank you. And because we don't have the electoral college to get in our fucking way this yeah, time. Right. A lot better. Um, my only concern is, is I believe it's Georgia. I'm not sure if Arizona did it or Texas did it, but Georgia, I believe, did pass the law that mm -hmm. they can overturn any election mm -hmm. which i don't like no well which see, is why in yeah. those states you really have to just it can't be a one or two percent difference yeah. it's got to be a 20 30 percent because then if you overturn that fucking vote right. problems right you know oh, but if it's two percent people are going to be like oh well you know whatever yeah but if it's if it's enough people that went no i want warnock i want you know a mark kelly in arizona i want I want uh, Marjorie Sporkfoot mm -hmm. out in Georgia. I want um, Lauren, uh, my husband likes to show his dick to people in Colorado right, exactly. out, you know, I, I don't, I don't want them to be able to say, well, you know, there's voter fraud. No, there isn't because it's a 20 point right. swing, Yeah, you know, and even Marjorie Sporkfoot, who probably will win that hearing, by the way, right? because she just will. Uh, that judge loved her though she did tweet out something stupid or uh, not tweet but posted something stupid on saturday about 1776 oh like, right really yeah you can't keep your fucking mouth shut before he rules I know. <laughs> so i mean my if i were the 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 plaintiff i'd be on the phone did you see this exactly judge? yeah part of my brief that i'm going to tell you mm -hmm. by the way because they have taught they have like today or tomorrow to turn their briefs in mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah, keep doing it, Marjorie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Fucking Marjorie. Um, uh, uh, so I mean, spork feet. That's spork feet. Um, oh she's just awful. But I mean, I think she's going to win it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. she may not. I might be completely wrong. I hope I am. Um, because it's a really high bar, and mm -hmm. it's only civil. It's not a criminal case. So as far right. as any perjury that we do believe, see, she got smart. 
the first time she lied from that moment on she said i don't remember right the minute she said no i never called for that yes nancy pelosi was a traitor yeah and then he said let me show you this oh wait 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 wait. i am pam hup Uh um did you see by the way the thing about pam no i don't think so not the tommy lee one the, the one with renee zellweger i haven't seen it no Okay, I've, I've so, seen it advertised, but I haven't seen it. First off, she's going to win the Emmy. I have no doubt. Really? Oh, yeah. She is. She's so good. Um, uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of Renee Zellweger by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but she is so good in this. In fact, they show bits at the end of the miniseries of the real Pamela Hupp mm-hmm. in court. And Marjorie Sporkfoot reminded me oh, of Pamela God. Hupp so fucking much wow. that Renee Zellweger is going to play her in a movie. <laughs> Because when she went, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, like, oh, my yeah, God, yeah. that's Pam Hupp going, no, 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 Right. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that I was on YouTube and I saw, you know, what is it called? The thing about Pam? Yeah. And and I see the little advertisement for it with, with her picture, not realizing that it's Renee Zellweger. But yeah. my mom has a friend named Pam and that looks like her. And I oh, sent wow. it to my mom. I'm like, look. And the funny story about Pam, and I've told it before, and I'm going to tell it every fucking time I have the opportunity because it's so funny. Pam is like this angelic-looking little pixie woman who was, I mean, she's older now. She's in her 60s. But back in the day when my mom and her were like buddies, they were in the car business. They were finance managers. They kicked fucking ass. And Pam was always, she was small, and people thought she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And just because she looked young and again, like pixie, short hair, pixie, very cute. And, but she has this voice and she talks like this. And so it's like, you <laughs> see her looking like a child. And then, but one day she, oh my God, I swear to God, she called up my house and she's like, hi, Kim, is your mom home? And and I'm just like, no, she's not here. Just, well, tell her when she gets home to call me because it's mucho importante. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Now, whenever I mention Pam to my father, who has not yet met her and is dying to, he just has to say mucho importante. And it's like, but it was just her very American version. Right. <laughs> mucho importante. Buenos dias. I mean, I, seriously, the th- there's a scene in, in the miniseries when Pam Hupp is on the stand um, during this I think, yeah, it's the murder trial, the first one. And um, she claims that she's got this brain injury. <laughs> wow. And, and he, the, the defense attorney keeps asking all these questions. She, she goes, ba, 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 ba. And then they literally show the actual scene. They, they show the actual court footage at the very end of the miniseries, mm-hmm. rolling credits. And, I mean, same exact. It's like it, when Marjorie Three Toes said, Wait, 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 wait. Right. I was like, okay, that's Pam Hupp. Wow. And that's why, at because at, that was the very beginning of her cross-examination, when he caught her in the lie, she stopped lying. She started saying, I don't recall. Wow. If you notice the, yes. her, the timeline of her testimony, it's, as soon as she was busted, from yeah. that moment on, she was Ronald Reagan and couldn't recall shit. Wow. <sighs> I don't want her to win, but she probably will. She's like probably said. going to because it's it's – it's hard to do what they're doing. I mean, she, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, she did violate the 14th Amendment. But with her saying, I don't recall, because mm-hmm. dep- none of us watched the beginning and part of the trial with other witnesses. So I don't know what the judge is looking at. Plus, it's not a jury trial. If it were a right. jury trial, I don't think she'd win. But it, since gotcha. it's a judge, it's, a judge yeah. um, it's it's about the law versus yeah. a jury, which is about fact. I mean, he's he's looking at the facts of the case, right. too. Yeah. But he also knows the law mm-hmm. better than a the average Joe. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if they had a choice for a jury trial, but obviously if they did, she went, I don't want one. Right. Of course. <laughs> Cause you just have to convince one person at that mm-hmm. point versus mm-hmm. six to 12. So if she, if she loses, that would be tremendous. It would be. Um, but I, I'm just unsure that she will, which is unfortunate. Well, here it is. Uh, Wall Street Journal, Twitter and Elon Musk strike deal for tr- for takeover. Okay, so they struck a deal, but it hasn't been signed, sealed, and delivered. Just because you no. strike a deal, right. like in any contract negotiation, okay, we've got a deal. Now they have to write it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be pay. It's going to take at least a week or two for yeah. it to be s- finished, and they- and anybody could walk away at any time. Yeah, I know. Because, like, like when I bought my house, okay, I've opened escrow. There's the deal. Mm-hmm. 
but I have 30, I, had, mm -hmm. I think I had a 30 day escrow. I have 30 days to walk away and yeah. so does the seller. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Oy you know. freaking vey. All right, well here's- Oy vey. <laughs> So with what I'm going to do the thing that I've been doing with a lot of okay, my guests. Wish me luck, kids. All right. It's, this, it's a lightning round. <laughs> it's a lightning round. <laughs> so it is the Bernard Pivot questionnaire from inside the actor studio, and I'm stealing it because it's fun. And you just got to answer the questions off the top of your head. Don't try to think too hard. And this mm -hmm. is how we're going to end the show because it's better than talking about stupid fucking Elon Musk. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your favorite word? Oh, I'm going to steal that from Stephen Sondheim. Fuck. It's a great fucking word. <laughs> you know, a lot of people choose that. <laughs> uh, it's a great word. It is a it, great it, word. It, 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 it can be a verb. It can be an adverb. It can be an adjective. It yes. can be a, a noun. It's a great fucking word. <laughs> it totally is. Okay, so what's your least favorite word? Closure. <laughs> what fucking hate that word because there is no such thing. <laughs> That's true. Um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Laughter. What turns you off? Negativity. What is your fav What is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> Darn it! No. Um, <laughs> Darn it! Uh, I would go back to my favorite word, which would be fuck. And then what sound or noise do you love? Purring. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Nails on a chalkboard, oh. even though kids don't even know what a fucking chalkboard is anymore. <laughs> um, but that sound. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Teaching. Hmm. What profession would you not like to do? Skydiving. <laughs> If heaven, okay, this is the last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> I always like, and I, I stole it too because I did it last week. Uh, Alec Baldwin's answer was, "You were right." <laughs> <laughs> or that was, or who let you in? <laughs> yeah, who let you in? Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, so I just got to take a deep breath. Yeah, just breathe, honey. I mean, it's it's we we have very little control mm -hmm. over what other people do. Yes, you're right. We can only control our own reactions to what other people do. Yeah. Um to a certain degree cuz sometimes it's just a knee jerk. Yeah. Um and as far as the midterms are concerned, as Allison has said and many others, mm -hmm. this is unprecedented. This is mm -hmm. not a foregone conclusion. Yes. See France. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And and with the gerrymandering, we need the states where the legislatures can overturn their elections, unlike the rest of us, mm -hmm. where they cannot. Right. Um, turn out, kids, in your districts, because yes. if you don't want Marjorie Three Toes representing you anymore in Georgia, then don't vote. Go vote and vote her out. Whoever's running against yes. her, I don't care if it's the fucking Republican in the primary. Well, you can, I don't care. You can vote for Marcus Flowers too. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're the Democrats are out, are behind Evan McMullen in Utah. And he's not a Democrat. Yeah. Because they know they want Mike Lee out. Right. So fuck it. Put our money fuck it. behind somebody that can win. Yes. Please. I'm Thank fine. Evan McMullen would not be my first choice, but against Mike Lee, he would. Mm hmm when you can't get a Democrat in Utah. Yeah. So let's go for a reasonable human being that is not crazy and is patriotic and wants this country to continue on its current course, on, right. on the good course yeah. that can be course corrected back on. But I swear to God, I, you know, depending on the outcome of November, I know, I know. Mexico looks really lovely. I know, I know, I know. I can't even go there because it's just too much for me. But, oh, my God, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with what you just told me. So yeah, I'm, just I'm I mean, I'm still very the... positive about it, um, because I have to be. Or yeah, I, I know, I know. Hurt people, um, <laughs> and that would be bad. That uh, would be so bad. no, I I think <laughs> we still have a lot of hope. The hearings, I think, are going to make a difference. I think they will too. I do agree. I think it's going to help. So. <sighs> well, I'm glad you were here to make me feel a little bit better, and I feel I feel bad twice for you, not for you, but. 
because you're my guest and my listeners that I'm I'm just sorry that I'm in the shitty mood and I you know I mean I've I, I look at Bob and who he's been in radio forever he's got this I don't know I mean I've been doing this since 2016 so I'm not new to podcasting but I have a tendency to be more emotional and and react with more emotion when things happen he he is just a little bit more stable that way and he, you know like with the Elon Musk thing he's not allowing it to um, he's like, well, let's just see what the tech guys do and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, he's he's not allowing it to ruin his day, <laughs> right. which I feel like, you know, when I woke up, I was just like, Ugh. so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I want to say I'm sorry for my fucking mood, but I'm grateful for having you on because you're kind of like the the light, you know, <laughs> the light. So. Thank you for being the light and at least being my light today. I can't speak for oh, other any time, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as we usually do before I let you go, tell everybody where to find you. You can find me um, until further, until, you know, Elon <laughs> yes. fucks everything up uh, at From the Bunker JR on the Twitter machine. Um, and uh, by the way, for the Elon Musk thing, they could write in the contract of him buying that stock that he can't let Donald Trump right. back on. Right, that's true. I mean, there are things he they can write into the contract. Yeah. Just to, they said, yeah, you can buy the stock. Doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's not a bigger contract than that. Right, okay? that's true. That's right. true. So let's just breathe right there. Breathe and hope. Um, breathe and hope. <laughs> but so right that that's where I am, and um, I'm on. Uh, I think I'm on Instagram, but it's just my cat. <laughs> It's really, it's just my cat. Um, and all so if your... you want to see cute cat pictures, I believe it's just from the bunker JR. Okay. Um, and then at the Facebook, I have a Facebook uh, from the bunker page. And then Patreon, I believe, is from the bunker. All right. Well, I've got your Twitter in, at least I've got a bunch of stuff, but at least your Twitter in the Patreon description, which means you can find everything else if you just go to her Twitter, which you yeah. guys already know who she is anyway, so I don't know why you'd have to look for any of it. But just in case there's, <laughs> like, some new people listening. And then ob- obviously I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E at the end of my name. My books are on Amazon. Thank you, Jody. It's always a pleasure Thank talking you, to you. <laughs> All right. I love talking to you too, baby. I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care and we'll talk again. All right, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.